0: Y'all stand and sing with us this morning of the goodness of God.
1: Beneath that flood Lose all their guilty sins Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, be safe to sin no more. Be safe to sin no more. Be safe to sin no more. Still all the ransom, Church of God, be safe to sin. Since my faith, I saw the streams, You're your life. flow.
0: so much for your redeeming love, for your grace. God, when we think about your goodness, we've we've truly lived in your goodness, that we have air in our lungs, that our heart continues to beat, that we have thoughts, that we have conversations, Father. It's all because of your goodness, all because of your love, your sustaining Hand on us, Father. You hold us together. God, we, uh, we worship you and we give you this time uh, to be honored, to be glorified with our voices and our, our singing and our actions and our hands and God, our thoughts as we think about all these wonderful things that you are. We worship you with all of our body and mind and spirit. God, be lifted high this morning in this place as your people. Have come together to to sing your praise, to give you honor, to make you famous, to lift your name up, Father. Just be be lifted high this morning, God. We uh, we love you this morning. We praise you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome to Airline this morning. It's good to see y'all over here. Hope everyone here has had a good week, a wonderful Thanksgiving with family. And just, uh, just being able to be thankful for all that He's done. I know, as we've, as a family, we've got together, and man, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for my beautiful wife, who has put up with a lot this year. She's dealt with a lot this year. Well, probably for the last 13 years, but a lot this year for sure. I'm thinking that, that God has held us together, and he's held all of us together, held us together physically and spiritually and mentally, and kept us strong. It is because of him that we are able to stand here this morning and open our mouths and raise our voices to him. So we'll continue to do that. We're going to take up an offering here in just a second. Men are going to come around. This is part of our worship service. Here, as, as believers in Christ, that we worship Him not only with our money or our voices and our minds, our thoughts and our actions, but we worship Him with our tithes, we worship Him with what we can give back. So, we will do that this morning. Um, now, pray that you'll do that as an act of worship and not just an act of the plate coming around to you. Well, let's worship him in everything we do this morning. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we pray over this this offering that is about to be taken. Father, pray that it will be used for your kingdom and your glory. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
1: up it's a new day dawning it's time to sing dear and my time has come still to- i right.
0: What a song. Jesus, thank you. The mystery of the cross. We can't can't comprehend it, that that Christ would go to wash away my sins, to wash away my mess-ups, my awfulness, my evil. was the father's will so we went paid that wrath let's just sing that as a prayer
2: amen thank you taylor and and everybody for being up here and playing what a what a blessing it is to have good music sung and, and leading us in worship Get, just give them another hand y'all you just don't listen that's really not good enough come on give them a hand and tell them how much you thank them and appreciate them because that's better <laughs> not all that much no hey, it takes a lot of time a lot of work. and god has blessed look god has blessed this church with a lot of talent and a lot of people willing to serve and willing to play you just don't put a, a group of six folks up here like that and expect it to be okay well it's more than okay this is really good so folks thank y'all very much for what you do every week well <clears throat> I'm as surprised to be up here as you are to look up here and see me up here all right if you came today uh, expecting to hear Brother Zach, preach, I am so sorry. Uh, Zach had a, a family uh, event, a wedding or a friend somewhere. They had to be gone this weekend. So he asked me some time ago to stand in for him and preach today. And I'm glad to be up here. I don't get to preach very much or don't get asked to preach very much. Maybe I'm not that good at it. Amen. But listen, I love God's word and I love to try and I love to try. So I'm, I'm proud to be up here today. Listen, thank y'all so much for putting up with me, and I know you love me, right? So when you know people love you, you can make a few boo-boos. Amen, right, Gary? Good to have Gary and Lori Wilson with us this morning. Thank y'all for dropping in for a visit. I know it's not because you heard I was. Oh yeah, okay. (laughs) Now I'm ruined, but uh, good to see y'all here, and good to see all of you. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. It's a good week. I've gotten to the age where Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Um, it's just family, and it's just friends, and it's just fellowship, and it's just being together. It's not, it's not so much rush and hustle and bustle and stuff, is it? It's just family. That's what it's all about. So anyway, I, I hope and pray y'all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. It's been a good week. been a good week. Um, the book of James, we're in here today. I think we got maybe this week and one more week. Preacher asked me to cover... Uh, this week form so I'm looking at uh, James five verses seven through 12 if you want to go ahead and be turning in that vicinity. I like the book of James. I've always said James is one of my favorite favorite books've I've referred to it sometimes as a um, Christian living for dummies. I hate to say that but it's very simplified Christian living James James in five small chapters gave us a lot of rich wisdom and truths in how to live the life, how to walk the walk of a Christian. Uh, I got a new dishwasher. I got to tell you this. Saturday last week, and uh, I was putting that thing in, got up early Saturday morning, had a few issues, but that's neither here nor there. I'm, I'm unboxing the dishwasher, taking the thing out, sliding it over. In the bottom below the dishwasher is this great big thick book that says User's Manual. And in that book is everything: installation, if something beeps and ain't supposed to beep, and you know, and Janice has read all of that and it's all good. But underneath that book, y'all, is this one little laminated page. You know what it says? Quick use guide. <laughs> Quick use guide. I love it. I put that other book. Away, And I got that little bitty one and it had even had installation things on one page <laughs> and a lot of good information there. That's that's the book of James quick to the point. So very rich and so very good. But I, I love the book of James. If you want to look at it another way and, and the way James puts things together sometimes, if you look at Proverbs, if you look at Proverbs in the Old Testament, how it kind of jumps topic to topic. In some ways, James does a little bit of that. James has some things going on in there that, that he'll bring this up, and you'll think, well, that doesn't, that doesn't fit there. But it's a truth, and it's, it's, it's wise. It's wisdom. It's, it's good things that we need to have in our heart. And in the passage this week, actually, there's a there's a couple of verses. A good friend of ours, Todd, uh, Todd Lynn, some of you remember him. He wrote a book about James. Some of you have read it or been through a small group study about it. Well, I called James because I was having trouble with one of these verses, and I said, Todd, it just don't fit. It needs to be somewhere else. Well, Todd, in the way only he could do, explained, "Yes, it does, and here's why." And that voice of his, and it was just so. I just, I would play it for you. I recorded it while I was listening to. It. But it, it does. But I to What I want to do this morning is I want to look at. Uh, I want to look at those two verses first, because if you just read through seven to twelve, you'll look at those two and you'll think, "This don't fit." James is talking about this. Why did he throw these two things in here? Well, 7 through 12 deals with three things, really. It deals uh, with—it's got three examples of patience. It's got two examples of impatience. And there's like four references to Jesus' coming. Okay? So what I want to do first before we get into the the body of the text is look at those two examples of impatience. And if you want to just— Jump down there to verse 9 first. Let's read that first separately. Um, and it's dealing with grumbling. You remember a few weeks ago, uh, James already covered this, so he, since he had covered it first, I'm going to cover it first in this text. He covered it uh, in verse 9. It says, Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Now, that's a great verse and it's a very truthful verse very good to help us in our Christian walk but it just didn't seem like it fit after seven and eight to me um, so as I you know studied and researched and looked and went back in there I said well he's already talked about that so if you go back and look just a few pages a page or two prior to that James chapter 4 verse 11 he deals with that again he says in this and it's in yellow Should have made that a bigger font. Can y'all read that? No, yes. All right. If Ron can read it, (laughs) anybody can read it. All right. Back row, back row. Love it. James 4.11, he says, Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. Well, now, what does that have to do with anything that we're talking about in the body of our text today? Well, it's because in trials, when things come up, when we have problems, when situations come up in our life for whatever reason, sometimes we're tempted to look around, aren't we, and see who else is going through problems like that? Or more so, why aren't they? Why do I come to church? Why do I do the things I do? And I have this problem, and I see this person over here. They don't do these things, and they don't seem to have any problems. So it's easy to, to, to grumble, isn't it? It's easy to look around and, and try to find people who have a worse situation or a better situation in life than you do. And it's easy to grumble. It's easy to complain. James is telling us not to do that because why not? What does, that, what does grumbling say? When in light of our experience, when in light of, of what's going on in our life, we look around and we start grumbling or we start looking at somebody, someone else's situation, what does it say? It says we're not grateful, right? It says we're not grateful, we're not thankful for what we have. We're not thankful. We just came out of Thanksgiving. A great time just to stop and to say, hey, I'm, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so thankful for that. Taylor's already said it. Thankful for our family. It was good. We had more, we had more food than you could shake a stick at. Preacher and I love We don't know where that came from, but we love to use it a lot. He laughs. And we're thankful for that. We're blessed. We're thankful for our family. We had, I don't even know how many people in the house, but we're thankful for friends and family as we get together. And we need to be in, a, in an attitude of thanksgiving, Gratitude. In everything that we that we have going on um not to be grateful or to complain about the situation just says god we just we just really don't like what you are doing with us we just we just are not grateful for it and when we do that because we look at someone else and we say well they're not going through that or they're not going through this you know what right do we have to look at somebody else's life and say well why aren't they going through any problems because you know what we don't know, do we? We don't know. Jimmy, we have no idea what somebody else is going through. We don't know the pain. We don't know the suffering. We don't know. And if it's not our job, is it? It's not our job to say, well, they don't go to church and they don't participate in this. They don't come to Sunday school. <laughs> it's not our job. We don't know. We have to let God deal with that. We have to let the Holy Spirit work in their life behold the judge is at the door it's not our job to judge what right do we have to do that the judge is at the door that's one of those references I was talking to about the second coming now whether that is referring to him as the judge but not only is God judge he's the one who has the right to make those decisions who who is blessed who is blessed more blessed less He's not only the judge, but he's at the door. (laughs) A reference to his his soon coming. Need to be careful when we do that. The other verse, and this is the last verse, uh, verse 12 in our text today. Chapter 5, verse 12 says, But above all, my brothers, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. And that under condemnation, again, can be taken as another reference to Jesus' coming to the time when we'll be judged for what we do. But he says, above all. Isn't that interesting? Above all. <coughs> he's, he's going through some very important texts, and he's covering some, some huge points here, but he says, but above all, like if you, it's almost like he says, if you don't hear anything else I say today, you hear this. But above all, my brothers, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no. Why is that above all? Why is that above all? Well, he deals with it a little bit earlier, just like he did with that first verse. If you go back to James 3, verse 9 and 10, and uh, our pastor preached on this verse not too long ago. is dealing with the tongue, isn't it? Dealing with the tongue. And he, when he says the tongue, with it, the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessings and cursings. My brother, these things ought not to be so. Guarding our tongue, being careful to not swear, to not lie, because the truth is, and sometimes in some occasions, life can be so hard and so difficult. We may be tempted to lie. We may be tempted to lie. Have you ever been there? (laughs) Did you do that? Well, I don't do that. (laughs) Maddie says she didn't do that. Here's a a really good example for you, and I I thought about it as I was studying last week. I was looking at at, uh, our class has been going through Mark, and last week we were in Mark chapter 14, and we had an excellent example of that. Mark 14, verse 71 is talking about Peter. You don't have to turn there, but you you know the the story. You're talking about Peter. Jesus is on trial. He's being dealt with. He's being handled very harshly. And the disciples are all afraid. They're all afraid. Some of them are in hiding. Peter is standing there in the courtyard where the trial is, is going on, and people recognize him. And he realizes, hey, I may be in trouble here. Well, I don't don't know. You're one of them. No, I'm not one of them. I don't know Jesus. Well, yeah, you are. I saw you with them. No, I'm not. And another group came and said, yep, we recognize you. You're one of the followers of Jesus. You are one of his. And the Bible even says that Peter cursed. (laughs) I don't know the man. I don't know the man lied been with jesus for years saw his ministry saw the things he had done listened to him teach and just flat out lied so folks that's why i think verse 12 starts off with but above all what did that do for peter great story of, of peter his falling away even though he said he wouldn't uh, We talked about that this morning nolan he he said he wouldn't fall away but he did he said god i'll be with you but he but he 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 fell away Uh, jesus said you'll deny me he said no i won't i'm 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 here for you but he did he fell away jesus restored him because he knew his heart he knew what he was capable of but what was the danger there what's the danger in when we lie when our words don't match what we say we believe, what happens? What happens to our testimony? It goes way down, doesn't it? Above all, in that, James is, is referring to us how important our witness is, how important our testimony is. So in times when we're stressed, when we're in trouble, when we just think, <coughs> I got to... I'm sorry too I've had a cold I was afraid I'd cough and sneeze and do all kind of gross stuff up here so y'all bear with me Uh, in those kind of times when we're just when we're just under tribulation when we're threatened it's 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 tempting to lie but what that does to our testimony isn't isn't worth it and so James says do not do that he says don't grumble don't complain don't swear let your yes be yes your no be no no words be men of integrity be men who stand on what you say if you say you're this then live like that and talk like that don't say one thing and do another or do this and then say the wrong kind of thing you know truth of it is y'all I the things I've done a lot of things in my life that I'm not proud of and sometimes they cross my mind and I say I wish I hadn't have done that, but, you know, it doesn't bother me that. But that thing that keeps me awake at night, that thing that will wake me up in the middle of the night or remind me during the day when I see a person is something I said, something I said. Those are the kind of things that, that haunt you. You may ask for forgiveness of it. You may be forgiven of it. But it's hard to forget harsh words said to somebody or a lie you told to somebody. Um, those are the kind of things that just don't go away. And people will forgive you a lot quicker for what you say than, or for what you do rather than what you say because it just rings in the head. Rings in the head. So those two things, don't grumble, don't swear and be, be and, and, and lie. Be grateful for everything that you have going on in your life and be people of integrity so we've got those two verses out of the way now (laughs) we can get into the body of the text okay and that's the whole text James chapter 5 verse 7 through 12 and we're gonna deal with that real quick um what's going on I love to know what's happening in scripture when when someone writes something well James has written this book this letter as it was to Christians scattered all over the Roman Empire And that time in the world, it wasn't a popular thing to be a Christian around the Roman Empire, okay? There was a lot of persecution. There was a lot of tribulation. There was a lot of things going on, oppression. There was a lot of things that just weren't—it wasn't a good thing to advertise that because you want to be proud you're a Christian, but it was dangerous. It was dangerous. preacher preached on it last week, uh, those—verse 1 through 6— Chapter 5 about being oppressed by the rich <laughs> So they were suffering they, it was hard for them to buy and sell in the marketplace. They couldn't do that uh, They were persecuted Many of them were punished put in prison. So it was difficult to be a Christian So James writes this letter get the picture of for me uh, This letter comes to a group of believers and we may have been a group of somewhere in the Roman Empire and said hey I got a letter from James half-brother of Jesus here. He's got some words of encouragement for us. He knows what we're going through. He's recognized our suffering and our pain. He's got some words for us. So we assemble together, and some guy stands up in front of us to read James' letter. There weren't chapters. <coughs> there weren't verses. It was just a letter. so It would be read in its entirety. So it, it, he acknowledges, like the first verse, he's talking about, you know, it's good to go through trials because it builds you, builds you up. Then he goes on, and so he's recognizing that. But when he gets to chapter 5, with everything going on in their life, and they're looking for this encouraging word from, from James, and he starts out in 7, we we'll just be patient. People were hurting. James opens up his book with be patient. Now, when I see that, I know they were looking for something a little more substantial than that or something with a little more Meet on it and then be patient um they were looking for a word they were looking for something help us get through this well james says we well, just be patient and i don't know about you but i'm i'm kind of the same way i don't does, who in here likes to wait okay either you didn't hear me or we don't none of us like to wait all right none of us like to wait i'm here to tell my wife will tell you in a hurry I'm, I'm not a patient person by nature I don't like to wait I don't like to wait in line I don't like to wait on a table at a restaurant I don't like to wait on a traffic signal to turn green especially this one down here this thing's crazy I don't like to wait listen I don't like to wait on a microwave oven <laughs> <coughs> That's the honest truth. My, Janice, she'll put her food in there. She'll sit down two minutes. and <clears throat> She'll go and do other stuff. It goes ding, she gets her food out. It's smoking hot, she eats it, and she's good. I put mine in there for 30 seconds. Take it out. Well, it ain't hardly warm enough now. I put it in there for another 30 seconds. I, men's I see men laughing, so y'all are just like me, right? This thing is supposed to be warm. So by the time I get through messing around with it, five minutes later, the food's finally warm. She's done. And I, I've just now got my food because I'm waiting on it. Nobody enjoys wait. Hey, we, a lot of y'all live in Lula, right? The reason we don't like waiting, we have no patience for waiting, is it's hard. Some of you live in Lula, and you know what I'm talking about. You driving up Athens Street, and you get there, and you see the bars down, the red lights are flashing. There's a train going by. What do you do? What? Jimmy, what do you do? You go around. You go through the underpass or you go over the bridge. Why? We don't like waiting. I can do I can fix this. I can do something. How many times have you done it? And you get over the bridge, the train's gone. <laughs> do you feel like you wasted time? No, because we were able to do something. We felt like we felt accomplished. We were able to work on that problem. Even though the train's gone, we could we, you know, wasted gas. What all, doing all that stuff. But it made us feel good because we were able to do something. So none of us likes to wait. I'm chasing a rabbit. Verse 7 says, be patient. Therefore, therefore, you know, make a big deal out of the therefores. Therefore, because of all that stuff he said last week, verse 1 through 6, because you're oppressed, because you're in the middle of trouble, because you have situations going on in your life that are tough, he says, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the lord that's that other reference to the coming of the lord be patient until the coming of the lord see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth being patient about it until it receives the early and the latter rains some of you in here may have been farmers or you're more likely your parents or your grandparents were farmers and you were around it so you know what was going on i remember my you know you don't you don't plant the field until it's prepared and you can't prepare the field until it's right. You cannot plow when it's too dry. You can't plow when it's too wet. Mr. Clark, you got to wait till it's perfect, right? you got to wait till it's, 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 it's moist. So you prepare the soil in, for after those early rains in, you know, February, March. And then you plow it again when it's time to, to really plant everything and lay it, you know, lay off the rows, plant everything. Then you do what you can do uh with those with your fields to prepare it to get it ready to go but you can't do anything about it in between then can you until the rains come until the sunshine comes until everything is is right and the latter rains that come before the harvest to make it really come on out come alive there's really nothing you can do so You, you do what you can. You do what you can. And in verse 8, you also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. That's, that's, a, that's a, another reference to the coming of the Lord. You also be patient. Just as the farmer is patient and as the farmer waits for everything to fall into place and be just right in order for him to plant, for him to harvest, then you be patient just like that. Establish your hearts. Establish your hearts. I, I love that Because establish your hearts you can say that in, in a lot of different ways. You can say um, You know make up your mind You can say stand firm you can say remain steadfast And you you know if you know this reference, you know this reference endeavor to persevere don't know that reference <laughs> make your mind up that you're going to stand firm that you're going to hang in there to the very end establish your hearts for the coming of the lord is hand i used to pour concrete back years ago and you know i to say i enjoyed it would be a lie so i'm not going to say that but it is interesting working with concrete it's one of those permanent things you've got just a very short amount of time to do what you're gonna do with it. When it comes out of the truck, or out of the chute, or out of the wheelbarrow, (laughs) Kirk, um, you've got just a limited amount of time. It's easy, you can push it around, you can make it go where you want to, be the shape you want it to be, the size, the depth. But after a while, you can't do anymore. And the longer you wait, it's like, well, there it is. That's That's what that's talking about. Establish your hearts, make your mind up right now. And I, I've got a five-year-old grandson running around here. I've got five others, all ages up to 14. Uh, and I would say to them, and I'd say to you, uh, young married couples, not married yet, just married, older couples, uh, I'd say to all of us, establish your hearts, make your mind up right now what you're going to be, what you're going to do. Because the time's coming, students, time's coming. When, when you're going to be called to make a decision, to make a choice, and you need to have that already. You don't need to, well, let me think about that. I don't know. Look, have your mind made up. Have your mind made up. Establish your hearts because the coming of the Lord is at hand, and you may not have that, that, that time that you need to decide where you stand on something. Have your, have your heart already established. And and that verse in 7 and 8, if you want to put a a title, just skip over about two or three slides, guys. Two. There you go. If you want to put a title on those two verses, you'd say, be patient when the situation is beyond our control because the farmer really doesn't have any control over what he's doing, does he? No, he really doesn't. He He knows what he's going to do, but there's only so much he can do. His mind's already made up. I do this. I I plow when I can. I plant when I can. I I hoe. I lay it by. I do all those things that that a farmer does. I harvest when it's ready. Then I plow it all back up and get ready for next year. So his mind's made up. He says, you be patient just like that farmer. And you do just like that farmer. Do what you can, but some things are just out of your control. And it's above all you, establish your hearts. Establish your hearts to what God has for you. All right? Because the Lord is at hand. And you need to have your mind made up. And if we want to go into that second point. This is a good one. He says, be patient when people are. And I just put a blank there because you can fill in the blanks. Okay? I had a word I wanted to use, but I'm not supposed to say it in front of the kids, so I'm not going to say it. So you fill in the blank. You can use a word like mean, uh, impatient, uncaring, not smart, <laughs> difficult, Whatever you want to say, because you got to be patient when people are are like that, okay? When people are not doing life the way you think they ought to. And that's where that verse 9 comes in, where it says, Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. You know, we can't look at people in their situation because we don't know. I don't know why that guy passed me on the right side in the grass. Traffic's backed up for miles, and he goes flying by. I don't know why. I did that I don't know why they got pulled out around me and passed me on a double yellow line I don't know what it's got going on I, I, it made me mad and I was I wanted to be impatient with him but I don't know what he's going through I don't know what's going on so don't grumble against the other guy just you know maybe pray for him, something that's God I don't when they're whatever they are okay and then in verse 10 he gives us another example that's the second example And this time he's talking about the prophets. He says, as an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. I don't know of a job worse than the prophets. If you read through those things in Scripture, I mean, sometimes the prophets got to go to the people and they'd say, "Uh, you're doing well, God's going to bless you, and everything's going to be great. But sometimes he'd go to the folks and he'd say, Y'all have been blaspheming God. Y'all have been worshiping the idols. Y'all have been doing things you shouldn't do. A curse is coming on you. You're going to be taken into captivity or whatever he might say. That didn't get a good reaction. Kings, they didn't like it a, a little bit when he said that kind of thing. They were called to interpret dreams, and sometimes the interpretation didn't fit what the, the king, the person in authority, wanted to hear. So they took it out on the prophet. Sometimes the prophet was called to go to a an enemy even and say hey we fixing to annihilate y'all because you're doing this it's an enemy they you know, could have killed him to start with but the prophets went through so much thinking about pick just pick one just you know Jeremiah beaten imprisoned uh, just all manner of things but he remained faithful did what God told him to do spoke the word even though it was going to bring some pain and some heartache. He gives that as an example. We can look at that and get another example. We can do just as well. We can think of some, who's that guy that the big fish? Huh? Yeah, Jonah. Now, he's an example. It's not necessarily a good example. He was a a prophet. What's that song? Jonah was a prophet, but he never really got it. You don't watch VeggieTales. You don't know what that's about. Jonah, he did some of those things we talked about that are signs of impatience, right? He was grumbling a little bit. He ran. He didn't want to do what God said. God kept bringing him back. He winds up in the belly of of a big fish. And Scripture says, then he came to himself after three days. I don't know what in the world took him three days to come to himself, but he came to himself. And then he prayed. That's when God began to use him again. So God used him again. He did what he was supposed to have done in the first place, went to Nineveh, preached a message to them of repentance. They repented, came to the Lord. He got mad because he was expecting them to get wiped out. He was wanting to see some fire and brimstone. But they repented. Then what did he do? Grumbled again. Well, Jonah's not necessarily a good example other than it's a good example of what not to do. But these guys were faithful they spoke in jesus name even though it might mean pain might mean suffering might mean doing without so we want to be patient when situations in our life are out of our control and that happens a lot sometimes it's our fault sometimes it's somebody else's fault sometimes it's nobody's fault be patient when situations are out of our control be patient when people are and the third and the last one, be patient when we don't understand. Ooh, I've been there. Be patient when you don't understand. Sometimes it doesn't matter. We just can't get a handle on, God, why is this why is this happening? Why is this going on? Well, he gives the third and the final example of, of patience, and he says, Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Job. Job lost everything he had, lost all of his family. He lost his health. He lost everything, didn't he? And you know, the whole time that Job was going through this, Job had no idea of the conversation that had gone on between Satan and God. It never tells us that. He had no idea. It would have been a whole lot easier. And don't you wish sometime you just go to the mailbox and there'd be a letter from God, hey, you're about to go through some difficult times, and it's going to be this way and that way, but I'm with you, so it's all good, don't worry. We don't get that. I've never got one. <laughs> Job had no idea, so he's going into this terrible thing. Listen, Job was a wealthy guy. Job had ten kids, thousands of of camels, thousands of, I think I wrote it down, had 7,000 sheep, had 3,000 camels, 500 ox and 500 donkeys, ten children, one wife, some friends. He had no idea what was going on, but just in a short matter of time, he lost everything, lost his livestock, lost his family, began to lose his health with no idea of what was going on. But what did he do? He remained faithful. Even in in the scene of friends coming, what did friends have to say? They came up to Job, Job, you've done something. You've got to have done something. You must have some great sin in your life that's causing all this stuff to come on you. That's a good bunch of friends, ain't it? And then, to top all that off, he had a, he had a sweet wife that just early on in the whole process just comes to him and says, Job, just, just curse God and die. <laughs> just curse God and die. I don't know why she brought that up, whether it was a relief on her to just get this thing over with. The, to her, this is what's coming. She didn't have any idea what was going on either, so she's right in the middle of it. She should have been in the ash pile with him, suffering with him and, and praising. But, you know, through that whole process, Job remained faithful, didn't he? Job remained faithful. He said, he, there's some wonderful quotes in, in Scripture. One of, one of the things, he says, the Lord giveth and the lord taketh away may the name of the lord be praised whatever whatever's coming along god i'm gonna give you the praise he says in another section in in job he says for i know my redeemer lives and at the last he will stand upon the earth amen whatever comes my way i know my god is in control and there's coming a day that coming of the lord that that promise of God's coming is, is just right around the corner. job remained faithful, even though he didn't understand exactly what was going on and I said earlier I, I've been there I, I don't want to get into the testimony but I, I, there, I, there was a season in my life when I did not have a clue. I just felt defeated, I felt beat down, nothing felt good. The only thing that felt good was doing what. I knew to do. What do you do when you don't know what to do? You do what you know to do. The only time I felt good during the week was when I was up here leading worship, when I was at church working. Folks, I didn't want to go home. It was a dark time at 6123 Woodland Drive. I don't know what was going on, but God was faithful. God helped me through that with some counsel, with some good friends. And I, some of you in here are looking at me and you know who I'm talking about but 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 God delivered and I tried to remain faithful but folks it's it's hard because truth is you know difficult times come on us at all kinds of, of times and how we handle it we're all different in it aren't we some people like I mentioned earlier some of us want to want to do something we got to do I, I got a problem in my life I'm going to fix it I'm going to do this I'm going to do that when most, most of the time what we do just makes it worse. Certainly doesn't fix it. Some of us want to ignore it. What problem? <laughs> Everybody can see it, but you can't see it. What problem? And, and, and some, some people want to fake it, you know, put on a happy face, just go right through it and put on a happy face and not really acknowledge that there is a problem, so you kind of fake it till you make it through. And that's, that's not all that bad except, except for this, this reason. sometimes when we go through a problem, um, our response is just to throw up our hands and, and give up. Just lay down. Just do like, do like Jonah did. Just flop down under a bush and complain. Just give up. What we should do, Rather than try to fix it ourselves, or just ignore it or, or try to fake it uh, or, or throw our hands up in there and say, I surrender, I'm done, is, is to say, God, what, what are you doing in my life? What is the problem trying to teach me? What is this situation that you've put me in? What are you trying to say? It says in the last part of that verse, it says, You have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful, God doesn't take any pleasure in our suffering. Now, we're in suffering sometimes because God's trying to teach us something or he's trying to grow us through something. That situation I was in, I realized not too many months really after, you know, the lights came back on and everything <laughs> everything seemed to be good again that God brought me through that. Because, Doyle, I've had the opportunity to to share that testimony with people who are going through that situation, very similar to what I was going through, and how that if we'll remain steadfast and if we'll we'll stay true to God, we'll stay true to to Him in our service and our personal devotion and that kind of thing, God will bring us through it, but He'll teach us something in that or give us that experience to be able to be a blessing to somebody else when they need it. Well, God restored because of His compassion, His mercy. God restored Job, and you all know that uh, He gave him at the end of his life. He gave him or after the situation, he had like fourteen thousand sheep, six thousand camels, a thousand ox, thousand donkeys. Still had that one wife, and ten children. Ten children. So He doubled everything that He had. And I've you know, you looked at it and say, well, He just gave him ten. Why didn't He give him twenty? Because he never lost those 10 kids. They're, they're in heaven. They're waiting on him. So he's got, he has the 20 children. God doubled everything he had. He was merciful, and he was compassionate. And there's a purpose in it. So when we go into those kind of situations, when we go into trouble, and nobody's immune to it, are they? Nobody in this room. It doesn't matter who you are, where you stand on the rung of life. Everybody in this room is subject to difficulties, to trials, to pain, those times when your heart just breaks. And I know a lot of you in here are going through that right now. A lot of us in here are going through periods of loss, periods when, when it's just, God, this is, this is almost unbearable. We're in it right now. You're experiencing it. So we need to pray for our brothers and sisters who are going through those kind of times. A lot of you have just maybe came out of a situation where you've been through a dark season in your life. And I know some of you in here who have done that. Well, you know, that's the time to rejoice. God, what did you know? thank you for your blessings for bringing me through that. What do you want me to do with what you have done for me? Can I testify of your goodness? Can I share that? And then some of us are, we may, you never know, we may get a phone call before we get home. We're not immune to problems and troubles, tribulation and trials. It's how we handle it. So we need to learn. We need to establish our hearts to make our mind up. We're going to be patient in those situations and times when we just don't, we have no control. Seems like there's nothing that we can do. We have no control of the situation. We need to be patient when, when there's people involved who are not nice. We need to be patient when things come on us that we just don't understand. Just don't understand. And that, because it leads us to our central idea, is this. True patience is found in light of the returning king. We can find our strength in knowing that the coming of the Lord is near, the judge is at the door. God's going to come, and he's going to set everything right if it's, those, if it's those folks who are just being unjust. and, and God's going to set all that right. It's not our job. God's going to come, and God's going to set all of that right in his time. It's like that farmer. You know, you, you work. I've never seen anybody any happier than my grandpa Welburn when it was harvest time now it's a lot of work but man he loved to run that wagon up and down them rows and pick that corn i hated it but it just filled him with joy he'd sing and he'd whistle cat uh because he's back there he's he's getting the harvest in The, the, the rewards of all his work are coming in that's what we're talking about here this short temporary time that we're in right here the pain that we endure In that, we can find patience when we think about the reward that's coming when Jesus returns. Amen? I hope and pray you know what that is and that that time that's already established in in your heart and in your life. I pray that you know without a doubt that when you close your eyes in death, you'll lift your eyes in heaven. I pray that that's the case in your life. If it's not you can get that right this morning, Amen, guys. Y'all come on back up and, and get ready to sing, and uh, listen. I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be down here. I I can tell you how to be saved. I can't save you, okay? Right. You come down. I can share some scripture with you. How to be saved. A lot of guys. As I know, Kirk can come down. Some of these ladies can come down and pray with you if you need need prayer. Nelson can come down. A lot of a lot of, a lot of folks in here. So if you're here today and you don't know for a fact that at the Lord's return that you'll be receiving His reward for being faithful, for trusting Him as your Lord and your Savior, then get that right this morning. Amen. I'd love I'd love to be able to call Zach and say, hey, we had, we had some saved this morning. So if you're here today and you're lost or you don't even know what that means, maybe you've heard that word, are you saved? And it like it, it brings up a question. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing uh, secret about it, but it is a miracle that God can save God can save you. He can save you this morning. So let's all stand together. I'm gonna lead us in a word of prayer, and then they're gonna pray. But if you if you don't know for a fact this morning where your heart is, then come down and let's make that right. Today. Okay, Father, we thank you so much for this day and this time together, Lord. We we're just grateful for the privilege to to share Your Word this morning, God. I pray I hadn't rambled too much, hadn't chased too many rabbits around, but God, I know because I've experienced in my own life, God, just what suffering and trial and hard times can do it helps us to grow and helps us to be more about what you want us to be so god help us to accept it and 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 be patient and allow you to do a work in our life that only you can do or be with those here today who need to make a, a decision maybe they need a place to join and, and worship and and to grow and to serve lord we we need them we know you need them you know we need them lord so we just pray that that you just work in their hearts this morning that they would Make a decision and maybe come join us and help us in the work in this place. But, God, you have your will and way in everything that's done today, and we'll be careful to give you all the praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. so much bless the lord oh my soul for getting out all of his great benefits amen amen thank y'all so much for tolerating me and not walking out when i'm sorry this morning i love you and i appreciate you we got a couple of things <coughs> i told you i'm sorry um this week particularly on wednesday y'all we're going to do some real quick <coughs> decorating we don't do we don't do a whole lot but we got to crew coming in and they want to do it on Wednesday so if you've got some time on Wednesday if you want to come around 10 o'clock we've got a few things to bring downstairs and it won't take long to put everything up but just kind of get ready for the holidays it'll be real simple so be here at 10 o'clock on Wednesday to help do with that and we will be a bunch of us guys here to to help get stuff down and, and help that be a simple process next Saturday the third second yeah sorry second saturday the second uh many of you are going down to the uh place where they're going to package and prepare the boxes for shipment for the operation christmas child if you're planning on doing that be here at the church the bus is going to leave at 12:45, and if you've talked about going with them and you've got those pages those papers that need to be uh it's online if you got a question call joanna she'll tell you exactly what to do all right so uh that'll be great wonderful thing on the 10th um, have the I almost messed up Uh, I knew that on the 10th Ernie Haas and signature sound will be with us Um, be here at 6 o'clock concert starts at 6 it's a free event won't cost you anything come be with us we expect a pretty good crowd doors open at 5 so be here for that that'll be fun On the uh, next Sunday afternoon, on the 17th, our children will be presenting a a Christmas musical for us, Not So Silent Night. So, got a lot of things going on in December, of course, all kind of other events uh, that you can be part of and do. So, and did I miss anything? Everybody good? All right. Thank you all again for being here today. I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed week, back at work, back at school. Yeehaw. All right, so let's pray, and we'll be dismissed to uh, to go to our homes or whatever we have for today. God, thank you again for loving us so much. Thank you for this time together that we've had. Lord, and I love this family. I pray that you'd bless them, and God, you'd guide us in all that we do, that we bring you honor and glory throughout the week in sharing the good news, inviting someone to church. Lord, and just living the Christian life, walking the way you'd have us to as best we can. Father, we love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, and all the church together, say it. Amen. Amen. Love y'all.